from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Greetings, loved ones. (laughs) Someone, like, actually said to me today, they were like, I listen to your podcast. It's so funny because from the very beginning, you just have, like, no life or joy in your voice. And then the other girl is, like, screaming happy. I'm like, yeah. That's what makes us special, I think. Yeah. I was in Zara with Chance the other day. We were shopping the sale, and it was really good, and I got a lot of stuff. And the cashier, when we were checking out, was like, are you Sarah? And I was like, yeah. She was like, I love crying in public. And I met Sydney when she was in the same Zara the other day. Like, she came and checked out with me, and I mentioned that, and it's just so funny now I've met you both. And I'm like, well, we live around here. It was the Zara on 72nd. And we have a Zara obsession. And we have a Zara obsession. (laughs) Chances in the background saying. Wait, I'm actually kind of scared because I don't remember that. Mm. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to think. (laughs) The last time I went to that Zara was for Halloween. Hmm. Maybe I got a lookalike out there. Or maybe... Who's, who's my imposter? Maybe I'm making up the fact that it was a couple days ago. Maybe she said, like, a couple months ago, and I just didn't... It didn't translate in my brain correctly. So I'm like, do I have an imposter? <laughs> you have a doppelganger somewhere in the city. And they just kind of went along with it, too, because she said, like, she introduced herself and told you that she liked the podcast. So I was like, either you told uh. a completely different person that you like their podcast that probably doesn't exist, or... You met Sydney. She just doesn't remember. True. I do. You know, I remember everything though. You do. You're Except for, like, very good with faces and names. It's because I'm nosy. It's really weird because I actually don't know what I was going to say. Okay, that's <laughs> perfect. I love the way we started off this episode. You just no highs. You just went right into like, oh, <laughs> talking about. What I, I said. I said greetings. That was my. That was my salutation. You did. A, Does salutation mean hello or bye? Salutations. It can mean either. I feel like it's like. Aloha. It can mean either one. Okay, those are so different. Aloha <laughs> literally means hi. <laughs> no, aloha can mean hi or bye. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Oh, did I know something that you? Let me look did. this up. 
I swear. Oh my god, I'll bet you like ten bucks. I agree. Chance agrees with me. It's in Lilo and Stitch. That's the only reason why Sarah knows. And thank you, Chance. That was Chance. <laughs> I love Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> she stayed. I feel like me. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch invented the BBL. Because like oh, Lonnie, how? Lonnie was caked up. Was that her name? The Lonnie? sister. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, her older sister. Oh my god. We just got a, a lot of new Nespresso accessories. So for Christmas, I got this glass um, Nespresso pod holder, and then we also got some sweeteners, and we got some plastic cups, sorry, Earth, and we just made coffee, and it tastes so good. I'm just letting everyone know. Oh, you know what's so funny? What? Is that, like, the thing right now is, like, buccal, or is it buccal? What are you talking buckle? about? Buccal? Oh, it's wait, buckle. did you look up, did you look up Aloha? Yeah. It's a parting or a greeting. So, why was the, why was the example Aloha from the UK? <laughs> Shouldn't Isn't it be it? Aloha from, like, Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Every single um, native Hawaiian that I see on my TikTok pronounces Hawaii differently. Some say, like, Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, but then uh, other native Hawaiians don't say it like that. Oh, tell me. Okay, so you guys know how, like, the big thing right now is, like, buckle fat removal? Yes. Okay, I thought it was buccal. Apparently it's buckle. People, like, removing the fat out of their cheeks. Mm-hmm. So I have a surplus of whatever it is they're taking out. And... I'm just going to say, these girls are going to regret it. Because when we're 50 and 60 and 60 plus, and y'all's faces are sunken in because you got no fat in your face, and you see mine, you're going to be like, oh, she ate. And yeah, I did. I ate a lot, actually. And so I just got to say, this trend, everyone's going to regret it in about 10 years when they don't have any suppleness to their face. And I stand by that. I just feel because I'm obviously very pro cosmetic surgery, but I I've never gotten any myself. And one of the main things that's holding me back is like if you get um, like a nose job or like um, your jawline done or like just a major amount of Botox or like serious cosmetic surgery, you're aging like every day. So eventually when you're in your middle ages, is it going to change your face? Like, is it going to look bad? You know, and then am I going to have to get it redone all over again? And then would that make it look worse and more fake? I just, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a never ending cycle when it comes to age and cosmetic surgery. I don't know. I don't think I would get anything done. Like I would say I'm pro plastic surgery in the sense that I'm pro minding my business. Like why would I care about what you do with your body? However, I will say there's these very weird accounts on TikTok that are people who are like estheticians or dermatologists or whatever it's called, people that do Botox. I can think dermatologists, estheticians, whatever. And they're like, here's this celebrity and here's what I would change about their face. Girl, if I opened up the clock app and saw someone make a video about what they change about my face, girl, I, there'd be a riot because there's no way. My ego would be so bruised. Oh my god! It's also like, how do you just how do you make that video? You're like, hmm. You you sat there and you're like, I would change this about your face. Why would you do that? <laughs> my thing is just like, why do we have? It's so weird. We on one hand have a fear of aging, which is why surgery is such a big like common thing, but also we have this weird adverse like adverse idea of staying young, and it's like you know that tiktok trend where people are like dressing their mothers as themselves and the moms look so good and it's like their face and their body is not what's aging them it's the way society expects them to dress like if they dressed like they do in the after portion or like when the daughters dress them 
then you wouldn't think that they were X age or Y age. So I realized that age is like low key. It's not a concept because like literally you are a certain amount of years. Mm-hmm. But I think aging and what we view as negative about it makes no sense. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's like a similar concept to sex and gender, but there obviously is a difference between biological sex and your gender. So I would say in terms of like aging, there's of course your biological age and then there's like how old you look. And then there's a lot of like concepts and stigmas around how old you are. Like, you know, if you're over the age of literally 35 to 40, people call you a cougar and like, that's not fair. You're just a woman who's sexual. You know what I mean? And it's weird. Cause like older women who date younger men are seen as cougars. But the only, like, word there is for men to do the same are, like, sugar daddies, but no one calls them that. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It's so interesting. It's also, like, which one's worse to be called, cougar or sugar daddy? And I feel like a cougar's way worse to be called. I don't know. I just think, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the concept of sugar daddy is weird, because think about it. Like, when men get older or get divorced, they only want to date younger women. I think it's a control thing. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Oh, you know what I was watching the other day? The other woman. And what I've learned is that men love to date down and women just kind of want to, like, keep dating in their own age range, you know? Precisely. That's a huge generalization, but that's what that movie says. That's all I'm saying. I love that movie so much. What a great movie. And I never realized, because it's been so long since I've seen it, I never realized that the main guy in it, like, the asshole, he was uh, the the guy from Game of Thrones, the, the incest guy. Yeah. I forget his name, the Lancaster. And the weird thing is, like, Game of Thrones was so good, but it's just so long that I can never rewatch it. Exactly. And also, the last two seasons suck butthole. Like, you had to watch them, you know? Yes. But only do it once. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I hated the way it ended. I hated the last two seasons. I actually... The way... What I mean when I say I hate the way it ended, isn't that, like, I hate the finale? Because I actually like the finale and everything they did. No spoilers. But I don't like the way it led up to it. And I wish they would have built that character arc a little more. Because I liked the way it ended, but I didn't like the way it was built up. It's crazy because if you asked, if you like said that you'd pay me a million dollars if I could describe to you the final episode, mind you, I've seen it like five times. I could not tell you a single thing that occurred. My dad's calling me. Oh, look at that. Dan. Dan. Oh my gosh. So I don't know if anyone's ever had a Celsius before. I don't like energy drinks because I'm just not really, I'm going to say, I'm a, I'm an a low energy energetic person like when i'm energetic about something i'm not like like i just have enough energy to get the task done so i was going to the gym this morning and didn't want to take pre-workout so i had a celsius for like the first time and then i was like oh okay like ah the gym cool whatever and ooh, i got the um so you know how little lemon has the bbl jacket that everyone's like, obsessed with right now yeah okay i also don't think anyone understands what bbl means it's brazilian butt lift has a jacket <laughs> Give you Brazilian butt lift, but I digress. It's like the black Lululemon jacket. I forgot exactly what it's called. I got it for my stepmom for Christmas. But um, Aritzia has a dupe. And you know how expensive something has to be for the dupe to be from Aritzia, and the dupe is seventy dollars. So that's saying something. But the original one's like one thirty, I think. And so I got the dupe. I was kind of feeling it. But anyway, I had my Celsius, had my workout, whatever, and got coffee after. That was a mistake. I thought it was like a healthy little like pre-workout drink. No, that thing is like monster crack energy. I had that and my coffee and I literally thought my brain was going to explode. And my heart was like thumping. Oh yeah, you're not supposed to have that and coffee. Caffeine, yeah. I said, hmm, now we're doing that again. No, because Celsius doesn't have as much caffeine as like pre-workout does. But it's very similarly like you shouldn't have both in the same sitting. 
That's crazy. My man loves Celsius, and he has one every time we go out. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> they look gr- I mean, the flavors look gross. I hate the flavors, like, orange and grape. I like them. The flavors orange and grape? Yeah. Those no, are they're good. Flavors. The flavors they're are actually They're awful good. flavors. No, I love Those are, like, them. my least favorite flavors of all time. I love those, too, and the Coca-Cola one. There's a Coca- Ew, there I hate Coke. It's like a cola one. I can't win. I've only had the Kiwi Guava. Kiwi Guava. Kiwi guava. That actually sounds and better like than the, the rest of them. Watermelon. No, I don't. I don't think I like guava. I, I don't like watermelon guava. either. Do I just not like fruit? You don't like sweet like, things. Like, some of them taste like candy, which is like yeah, like straight Starburst. Person, so. No, I don't have a big sweet tooth. I like. Do they? Do they have a steak flavored one? Because I fucked that up. <laughs> they have a a wine flavored one. Flavored <laughs> do they have, do they have a coffee flavored one? Because that would be sick. No, I might as well just drink coffee at that point. Really? Like you like bitter tastes. I like um, I like savory tastes. I would say like olives. I like salt, <laughs> like seaweed, olives, blah blah blah. blah. Fuck me up. Like, yeah. Anything with a lot of sodium, anything I'm delicious. <laughs> oh, thank you. Chance thinks I'm weird. Sarah, on what day was it that we got our groceries? Monday, I guess. Yeah, Sarah on Monday. I was like, oh. I think my grocery delivery just got here or whatever. And so I was like, oh, I order groceries too. Like, we should have talked before, like, and figured it out. And I was like, what'd you order? And she, I forget what you said. I was, I was like, like, I ordered onions, chicken, broccoli, Brussels sprouts. I ordered, uh, like, no, olives, stuff, like, yeah. feta, feta cheese, cheese, all this stuff. Um, and I was like, yeah, we have a different list. <laughs> yes, all the things that no one eats are the things that Sarah likes. Like, mine includes yeah. frozen pizza. Cheese it's goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> no, like if Sarah asked me to split something at dinner, there's a 99.9% chance I say no unless it's burrata. Because yeah. the things she likes are just so bizarre. Yeah, they'll be like marinated olives, leek and leek sauce, and then burrata. And we'll always end up choosing the burrata. But I'm like, mmm, that leek and leek sauce looks yummy. Like <laughs> me. What what would you say is your least favorite food of all time? Like if like someone actually couldn't pay you two thousand dollars to eat this food. Anything with peppers. If someone offered you $2,000, you would need a pepper? I mean, yes, but, like, it just smells nasty. Like, the smell of peppers makes me nauseous. Ew. I'll never forget, I was at my neighbor's house for Christmas, and her, like, au pair from when they were little was, like, visiting. And they have a kid who's my little brother's age, so he's four. And he was just eating, like, as a snack, just eating peppers. Like, just from the pepper. And I was like, uh-huh. And that's kind of gross. Ew. I wouldn't do that. Or I hate, like, Mediterranean food. Like, anchovies and stuff. I don't like that. Olives, don't like that. Like, hummus? What is hummus. wrong with you? Baba ganoush? Oh, fuck me up. But, so yummy. Uh, who? But also, I don't like that drink that has the olives in it. Why would you want to drink an olive? Oh, Cindy and I go to this restaurant that's really good. It's this great pasta restaurant in Italy. Um, and that's, like, a chain, if you don't know. Like, L.A. has it, New York City has it, Florida has it, whatever. And... I always get this cocktail with Kalamata olives in it, and it is just up my lane. It is so good, and Sydney thinks I'm so weird for wanting Kalamata, because, like, green olives, like, green stuffed olives you're supposed to have in your martinis, right, if you're ordering dirty, but I get this. It's like a, it's a tequila-based drink with Kalamata olives in it, and Sydney actually thinks I'm a crackhead. Okay, so one restaurant is called La Pizza La Pasta, which is really funny because that sounds like a joke, but the food is so good. But they, it's a pasta restaurant and pizza, which I guess is kind of self-explanatory. Um, and they have an entire drink menu based off of pastas. I don't know whose idea that was because it's actually kind of nasty. 
but I respect the ambition of it. Yeah, I, w- I forgot to say that cocktail that I usually get is a specialty cocktail. It's not like a normal one that people would order at like a bar. If I asked a bartender to get me that drink, they would probably think I'm insane. I feel like insanity is so interesting. <laughs> that was a great conversation <laughs> starter. <laughs> if you guys um, if you guys can't tell, I, my three brain cells are clicking together right now. Like they're doing what, what are those things called bell jumps, bell hops, whatever. <laughs> because I've been up since five. And let me just explain to you my day. I woke, I have this weird thing where like if I set an alarm, I get extreme anxiety about the alarm. So I just wake up like a minute before it so I can beat it. I feel like I did something if I do that. Your body so, wakes up with anxiety. My No, I'm such an anxious person. It's weird because like part of me doesn't really care at all. The other part is like, oh my gosh, Sydney, your alarm. You got to beat it. Like why? And so I wake up at like 526 instead of 527, which is my when my alarm is for. So that when I hit snooze, it's like a satisfying time. Anyway, I woke up at 527, immediately had a Celsius. And it causes what I start with, I call a yellow, green, blue, when every cell in my body just goes insane and I have to run to the restroom. And I think that having both that and a coffee in the morning, girl, I was yellow, green, blooming all day. And then I had an interview and then I had class from 10 to 4 and then now we're recording. So it's been quite, quite a day. So you've been up for 12 hours. Yeah, you guys know I love to nap. I haven't napped in so long, it's actually sad. Wow. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know what we never talked about? How good... I don't know if you like SZA. I would just like I to, love SZA. I'm not an animal. Okay, good. How I'm dare you? I'm an award called the Sydney's. It's like the Grammys, but better and more selective. And I would just like to give the Sydney of the year to SZA's album because it's been <laughs> getting me through relationship issues, sleep deprivation issues, 
recovering from law school finals issues, family issues. And it's like every time I listen to the album, I have a new favorite song. Do you know, it just eats like 23 songs and every single one of them besides that one with Phoebe Bridgers is so good. And I just find it interesting. That is so funny. My favorite shirt or low. And I keep on the lows, on the low, low. That's a great song. I love Snooze. Ooh, Snooze hits. And yeah. Also, Snooze is good. This just, this corner is called All the Thoughts That Have Gone Through Sydney's Mind last three minutes that have no connection to each other. Do you know the like interview show on TikTok called Chicken Shop Date? Mm-mm. Okay. What's this girl whose name I no longer remember? Um, <laughs> and she's British and she just wanted to do like an interview show with like musicians but she was like i want it to be such a weird thing to do so she takes them to their local chicken shop like you know the places in new york where you go for like one dollar chicken tenders on the side of the street like papaya dog oh so like a little bit better than a food cart a little less expensive than like stickies yes like okay. literally like you know those places you go where they have like pictures of like hamburgers and chicken tenders on the wall and it's like yeah. you choose like a number five or six she takes them to that and then just interviews them but it's in the context of a date so it's like that's their first date her and the musician and it is just the best interview show because she just has the best comedic timing i've seen in so long and like you already know it takes a lot for me to laugh like you gotta really bring the jokes i don't find comedy very funny so the fact that she makes me cackle it's just like if i had any other job i'd want it to be that like used to go on chicken dates with random celebrities and it was so funny because she had nella rose on the show who's also very funny um and nella rose was like was it nella rose no it was rosalia who's also oh they're both good (laughs) and she was like do you just eat chicken every day like how's your blood pressure I never thought of that because she literally eats chicken every day. And that had nothing to do with anything we're talking about this episode, but it was on my mind. So I talked about it. For my uh, new job that I got, I'm like the manager of social media and shit. And we have to start a new series that has a like, huge potential to go viral. And my boss was like, just go up to random people on the street and take them to their favorite restaurants. I was like, no, because one, that market is already very oversaturated. Like everyone's trying to do that right now. And two, I am a small girl no I'm not doing that for safety reasons either um and I was trying to explain that to him he was like it's fine just do it you'll be fine I was like this is such a liability so what we're doing instead is we're going which I think is very interesting if not better um is we're going to go to restaurants and interview waiters um line workers and we're going to ask them questions about like the restaurant industry and their experience and like we're going to have them order meals for us and I think that's really really I think that's a great idea Better than finding random people on the street. It's, like, kind of crazy that social media is a thing. This episode is so random. <laughs> We've talked about, like, 70 different things and none of them are related, but it makes me laugh. Ready? Ooh, ASMR, ASMR. Oh, I didn't literally Ooh, didn't hear anything. would you hear that? That was so <laughs> I didn't <good>. hear anything. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to finish my ASMR. Wait, wait. No, it's kind of crazy because I literally can't hear anything. <laughs> like, it's really just silent. <laughs> You can hear, you can see the sound waves on Garage Band. <laughs> I'm so dead because I literally would like listen and it was just silent. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, 
So I think the topic for today, Cindy and I were discussing, was that after the holidays, it's really hard to get back into the swing of things professionally and like energy-wise. There's usually a lack of motivation. It's like the post-holiday, seeing your families, not having any work or school blues. So we want to talk about like where we are in that stage and like how we are planning or how we ended up getting back to like our motivational regular selves. I saw this really good quote. I don't know where I saw it, but I did see it, <laughs> and it was a video. But it wasn't Twitter. on TikTok, so I don't know where I would have. Um, Twitter. No. Oh. I don't know. I maybe it was an Instagram story. Oh. Anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> they were saying they were like, <laughs> "Sorry, guys. I literally, I'm like so tired that I'm beyond the point of exhaustion. I'm literally just delulu right now." Um. Okay, she was talking, and she was saying that... Actually, I forgot what she said. <laughs> no. The, the premise was like, she was... What did she say? Maybe You're it's still so up. so dumb. <laughs> she was basically saying that, like... I'm going to say it in a lot less of a cute way, because I forgot the exact way that she said it. But basically what she said is that if you don't make times for the things that bring you joy whether that's spending time with family, with friends, watching a television show, doing self-care, going to a concert, listening to music, then you start to hate the things that take up your time, if that makes sense. Whether it's your job, whether it's your kids, whether it's et cetera, because you feel like you don't have those small moments of joy. So if you don't prioritize making yourself go do those small things and making time for those small things, then the bigger themes seem like, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, wait, I got it. Okay. So she said, <laughs> uh, she said, if you don't take the time to do the things that you need, love, or want to do, you will regret the things that take your time from you. So like your job and whatever else would take time from you. I thought she kind of ate with that. I mean, granted, I watched this at 5 a.m., but when I did watch it, I was like, whoa, That's- what do I like to do? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing advice because that can get so lost in translation, you know? Yeah. Like, stuff that actually brings you joy. Also healthy stuff, too. Like, axe-throwing. And wait, what? Sorry. I don't know why that was the first Are we, Guys, I'm so sorry for this entire episode. I don't know what's wrong with any of this. <laughs> no, like, I was going to say um, pottery or axe-throwing or, like, yoga. You know, because when you're so busy with certain things, you can't. I think that's another way of saying stop and smell the roses. Yes. Because it's, like, I and it resonated with me a lot because it's, like, I feel like law school consumes my life to the point where, like, if I'm not in school, I just want to sleep. Like, I can't remember the last time I just, like, went and did something just for the joy of doing something. Like, I don't remember the last time I, um, like, went to Central Park or took myself out on a solo date or, like, went to go get coffee, like, not on the way to class or, like, spent time with Sarah and Chance. And it's, like, I wish that I had more intentionality with the little free time I do have so that I wouldn't hate how much time I spend in that law school building. But I feel like that's one of my, like, really big goals this year is to, one, be more intentional with my time. And, two, I think that does help with um, burnout, just making sure that you're not devoting all of your time to one thing, but also taking time for yourself. But I think, um, like like Sarah was saying, the topic for today is that whether you're in school or you're in your professional environment, it's so easy after the holidays, after like the busiest time of the year and then having a break to want to get re-motivated, reinvigorated in what you're doing after finally having time to yourself. And I think for me, the biggest thing is reminding myself why I'm doing it in the first place. 
And like I'm going through the recruitment process right now for firms and a lot of them like ask like why law school? And obviously you can give like a basic answer like, oh, like I love arguing, I love talking, I love whatever. But I think when I was writing out my personal statements, I like really sat down and I was like, okay, why am I doing this? And I think reminding myself of why I'm here in the first place and what I want to do made me that much more excited to finally start doing it again. So I think keeping that in my mind and also combining that with the idea that I need to make time for the small things that do bring me joy so I don't become overwhelmed again or burnt out again has been like what's driving me to get more inspired by what I'm doing right now. And then also it's kind of the duality of um, what you want versus what you need, at least coming from the quote that you were just reciting is like, um, because with the little free time some of us do have, it's like, do I choose to sleep or decompress and recharge my battery by myself in my room watching TV? Or do I choose to do what I want and like go out and like, do do you know what I mean? It's a very interesting dichotomy. It's like, so you have a full-time job now. So it's like um, working like nine to five or whatever hours you're working and then having like your break for holidays. Do you feel like it helped restore you in terms like wanting to go back to work or was it more of like a not to go back? Like it's hard to get back in the groove of things. It for me was very hard to get back in the groove of things because in college I had school and then usually three or four other jobs but when I say jobs I don't mean nine to fives I don't mean full-time jobs either I mean independent work i.e. this podcast my tiktok doing tiktoks for other restaurants and they would pay the same amount as like a full-time or two full-time jobs which I'm very very grateful for but it's not a nine to five nothing can really be compared to a nine to five because you're just like constantly working you know you're not getting paid by the hour or by the video or by the episode or by the contract you're getting paid just because it's like you they just expect you to constantly be working every day for that allotted amount of time that's a long ass time that's like eight hours straight you know with no breaks except for like lunch breaks maybe like a quick walk with the dog at least in my case and it's very interesting because before all my extra jobs that I had including homework studying for tests I could do whenever I wanted I could do that on my own time but now it's like I have to get so much done between nine to five that it's a little bit overwhelming so then I had my break and I was still doing TikTok and the podcast and the TikToks for like the other accounts that I'm still working with and it was actually really refreshing to be back in that mindset not that I don't love my nine to five because I do and I love my coworkers and I love the work that I do it's just different so then when I got back it felt like I was graduating college and getting into the swing of the nine to five all over again so for me it was really hard to get back into it but now I feel like it's good because I started I think just like complaining less to people like that's a big thing with me I feel like the less I kind of externalize little complaints then the more I actually genuinely start to enjoy it and be like oh I'm actually really passionate about what I do because I am I love the company that I work for and I like love the creative side of things and I think I just have to kind of remind myself of that it's crazy I feel like people always say that our generation's so lazy and I think the difference between our generation and the other ones <laughs> sorry I don't know how else to say that <laughs> and like the other ones is that the norm for so long was literally like once you you get married at 22 you have a baby if you're a woman you're a man or woman you're the male what the breadwinner you go to work from nine to five you come home cook dinner clean you go to bed you wake up you do it again and i think our generation is the one trying to change the idea of that we don't work to live 
No, uh, we don't yeah. live to work. We work to live. And I think that we're really taking that into account on one hand. But then also coupling that with the pandemic, it's like we just found such an efficient way to get work done in a smaller amount of time. Like Sarah said, at least like in our cases, like we were home and within a nine to five span and probably even less than that, full-time students having the podcast and then each working two or three jobs and internships and doing social media on top of that and still having time to take care of ourselves, to go out, to have fun, to have dinner with our friends, to make enough money to support ourselves as individuals from such a younger age that I feel like it's kind of reformed this entire idea of having a nine to five in a way that we don't understand or that a way that our generations don't understand. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I try to explain that to people and also the concept of quiet quitting too. I try to explain that concept to people and it just goes right over their heads, especially boomers and like some, the, the higher end of millennials. I feel like they don't really understand that like, quiet quitting isn't actually quitting maybe it's inappropriately named but like it just means that you're not dedicating your entire life to your job especially if you are in a corporate circumstance uh yeah and I think it's um interesting there you go that so many people are like um self hot what's the word so, oh, self-employed. Sorry, guys. There you go. There I you don't go. know what's wrong with me today. Are self-employed, so they're taking control of their own, like, work lives. And I wonder how it's going to transform, like, the job market once we're older. Because most people are moving towards being self-sufficient, self-employed. How's it going to transform the way we have, like, our normal work systems, whether it's law or business or doctors, etc. No, because literally, if all these girlies are becoming content creators, who's going to be a doctor? Because I'm a little scared. I don't anyone going to medical school. Where are the doctors at? It's not me. So who's going to do it? And then you see the day in the lives of a medical student on TikTok. But then these girls have like 12 million followers. And you're like, why don't you just quit med school and become a content creator? Because you're probably getting paid 100K per video. <laughs> I mean, yes, what's no, the point? Like, I love the content girlies, aka Sarah. But in about 50 years, that's only going to take us so far. Who's going to help us when we need to go to the doctor or have a baby? I'm a little concerned. <laughs> my boss in my corporate job right now bet me that TikTok would end this year. And I was like, I feel like that's such an old... I mean, we've been saying that for five years. What makes this year different? You know what I mean? I'm like, I feel like soon, but not this year. Not in 2023. Well, think about it. Like Vine lasted a solid like four or five years. TikTok's only been around for what, three years max? Yeah. People don't actually use it. I think it will end soon. The only ones that have actually survived have been Instagram and Twitter, but I think it's because they're the long-term ones. Like, they came around before any other types of social media. They, they were social media. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. 
thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. But I wonder if there's going to be like an extreme cultural pushback in the terms that like we've been so social media obsessed and I keep seeing more and more people being like fleeing their social media, like taking time away. I wonder if it's going to be like a large push away from social media before we return back. Right. And I think either what's going to happen is a mass exodus away from TikTok because the market is so oversaturated with like advertising content and like, oh my God, try this cooking pan or whatever that people are going to get so sick of it and just go back to Instagram or switch to YouTube or YouTube shorts either that or there's going to be a change back to organic TikTok like the original TikTok the dances the skits the laughs the pure entertainment and people are going to start to debunk all of the promotions and like influencer oh my god try this you know lotion because it just feels so inauthentic now like yeah. I liked TikTok originally because they would tell me like this lip gloss is awesome and this skirt is awesome but this lip sock list they'll go this lipstick sucks and I trusted them but now it's like I don't know what's paid and what's not so I don't really trust anyone's opinion because I know they're getting paid for it and it kind of reminds me of like the obsession with Alex Earl right now because you really think about it she doesn't really sell anything she doesn't really like do like crazy makeup looks like she does the same makeup every day I think the only thing people really like about her is that she's authentic all she does is just talk about her night you know like that's what's attract, attracting people to her is because she's not selling you a product. She's not making you go try this dress or try this lip gloss because she just wears the same one every single day. So more so like, hear me talk about my life and feel like you have a friend on here that you can relate to. I don't get people like changing their lives for her. Like I think it's kind of <laughs> creepy the videos I see about her. I think her as a person, like I kind of get it, I guess. Like she's pretty, she's blonde and like she just talks about her life and you feel like you like have a friend through social media. It's kind of refreshing to not be sold something constantly. She's the greatest definition right now on TikTok, in my opinion, person-wise, of someone who is completely 100% dedicated to selling themselves. Yeah. You know, like, she's the product, and she's a bestseller. Like, she's number one on Amazon. Yeah. She knew exactly what we were talking about, because I have headphones on, so she can't hear what Cindy says, because Cindy's on Zoom. So Chance just comes in the room and goes, oh, are you talking about Alex Earl? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. We were just talking about that the other day. Yeah. Because, like, now it's, like, a huge conversation about um, what this means for, like, black creators. Like, for example, Monet. Yeah. Like, Michael, Michael, whatever. She's, um, I think she's Afro-Latino, Afro-Latina. Um, she does, like, the same content in terms of, like, talking to the camera and, like, doing her makeup and wearing outfits. I mean, she does sell more. But it's, like, she's had, like, a more sustained following for a very long time. But Alex Earl is growing so much more so much quicker and people are saying like is that just a product of like tiktok's algorithm that favors white people or is it in fact that people of all colors can quote unquote relate to alex girl because she's the baseline the standard um and a way that people who aren't black or latina can um relate to monet so like you like i, I used to always say in earlier episodes like 
it's quote unquote normal for me as a black person to follow all like the big white influencers like Matilda the Derf, whatever, Alex Arrell, like all these like big white creators, but it would be like seen as quote unquote weird or unnatural for white people to follow big black creators because their content has to be about them being black, not just about them using a lip gloss or like Michaela and doing her eye makeup. So I think it's interesting how social media in terms of influencers has become so racialized, but only if you're not white, if that makes sense. It's also interesting, I feel like, because performative or not, a lot of white creators talk about injustices done towards people of color in general, but it's like, they're okay to follow. Does that make sense? So it's like, I get what you're saying about white people don't talk about race as much, which obviously is true because of racial privilege, but at the same time, it's like, then of course something happens and all of the big major white creators on social media are like, justice, you know? And then, then it's okay. And then they gain a bunch of followers. So interesting. Even, like, same thing with, like, TV shows. Like, I will watch The Old Gossip Girl, like, any day. I'll watch One Tree Hill. Like, there are literally no black characters besides... I forget his name. One black character. Um, (laughs) Friends, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, like, shows like that. Like, Friends. There's not a single person of color in Friends. It's actually kind of scary. Not even extra. purposely do that. (laughs) Not even extra. Like, it's kind of scary. And you're in New York. Scary. But then it's, like, shows like Abbott Elementary or... Even the new Gossip Girl, like, people feel like they connect to it less because there are more characters of color when the issues that a lot of them face are the same, unless it is a show about, like, identity. So I think it's interesting that um, it's happened like that, you know? Yeah. Interesting, but not surprising. Sex in the City. Did you say that already? Sex in the City? Oh, no, with that show, too. Yeah. it's like, I feel like I relate to characters, then I'm like, oh, wait, I don't relate to them literally at all. Yeah. Yeah, but they come across as you should relate to me because you know oh my god I'm just like the classic New York City girl and that's just a very like small percentage of experience that you're getting I hate and love and lean Paris same writer but um Darren Star but I love it because it's like mindless watching and like her biggest um dilemma is like should I wear a pink or purple Dior today and should I marry one of my 15 options presented to me that are all beautiful Frenchmen? And, like, that's her biggest problem. And, like, obviously, now I think about it, there's only one black character in that show. Mm. But it's, like, she faces no problems in her life. And it's just, it's mindless watching, which is kind of nice to, like, escape the idea of people having issues. But it's, like, she sends me, this girl got no thoughts in her brain. She'd be, like, <laughs> purple, pink, Chicago, Paris. Like, those are her biggest dilemmas, you know? Her roommate who is also one of the only pers- like people of color in that show. Yeah, she's she one of two. has the worst style. Why did they do her so dirty? The, her roommate has the worst style. It's all like je- like a, a jean cutoffs with sequins down to her ankles and cowboy hats and like jean jackets that's like buckled weirdly. I, I mean, I feel so bad for her. Also, I, two things. One, how is Emily affording head-to-toe Dior on a marketing assistant salary? Mm-hmm. I was a marketing assistant once and I made like... 18 bucks an hour how she does so i'm like huh and then yeah. two these shows find out that an actor can carry a tune and they will have them singing every episode and i'm like it's it's okay they don't need to sing it's okay it's all right let it go i felt the let same way go. about that guy in euphoria when he did that nine minute song and i my ears were bleeding so bad okay that's different though because he's he was a singer before an actor dominic fike like yeah i don't but know I don't why think he's, he's in the show in the first place but I just personally don't think he's a good singer. I feel like Euphoria is not going to come back because all the all the cast is quitting. Yeah, exactly. And they have a lot of beef with the writers. Um, yeah. But this girl in Emily in Paris is so funny because she got the headliner at a jazz club. 
And she goes, and she sings Firework by Katy Perry. I was like, what about that's giving jazz? It's a refined jazz club, too. White tablecloth, very fancy. She's going up there in sequins, and you're like, she's about to hit us with some Ella Fitzgerald or Nat King Cole, whatever. And she gets up there, and she's like, you just gotta ignite. And I have never laughed so hard in my life. (laughs) I don't know. If I'm eating, okay, if I go to a jazz show, it better be Etta James up in there. Like, I did not pay to hear someone sing like that. It just wasn't for me. I was hoping for some Billie Holiday or, like, Etta James. (laughs) That's Edith Piaf, perhaps, because we're in France. Like, I was hoping for, give me a little La Viande Rose. And she gets up there, and it's like, girl, drop it to the floor. (laughs) Like, what are you seeing? Yeah, and it's like Chandelier. It's super interesting, for sure. That show's so. But I feel like there's, there's like so like TV feels so oversaturated, but at the same time, I feel like there's no shows to watch because like we've gone from like Gossip Girl, One Tree Hill that had or Nine Two and O that had like fifty episode seasons to having ten episodes a season, and they all come out on the same day, so I'm gonna watch them on the same day. Like I watched all of Emily in Paris in one sitting. Yeah, oh, it's so binge worthy. You know what I'm just thinking about? Like, imagine the world before Evites. You know what I mean? It's like, there was once... Or Partiful. Like, there was once... Oh, yeah, I'm really on Partiful right now. Yeah. Like, there was once a time in my life when you had to, like, go to Papyrus. We had to go to Hallmark, the store, and, like, pick out a set of invitations and get them printed on and then send them to everyone's addresses. That was a crazy time. That was a weird time. We're, like, that one generation that's, like, at least our exact... Like, if you're born in 2000 or before... You're, like, on the cusp of living both of those lives where you're, like, consumed by technology and then have no technology at all. Like, I remember when, like, Netflix, like, the the CDs, like, the Redbox CDs were, like, the biggest thing. Like, like Blockbuster was going out of business. And it's weird to, like, be split in between those two times. I don't know how that had anything to do with what you were talking about, but it just reminded me of that. It didn't, but I miss Blockbuster so much. My mom and I used to go to Blockbuster. We'd have a tradition every week, and we'd rent out three new movies, and we'd take them home, and then we'd get... You know what I mean? And it was such a cute little bonding moment, you know, because we'd have to walk around the store. We'd have to find movies. We'd have a little debate about, like, oh, your movie or my movie, and then it always came down to the third one, and then there'd maybe be a little fight, and then we'd get some cookie dough bites, and then we'd go home, watch a movie, and everything would be okay. Literally. And that's just an experience. Because, like, now I can, like, at least... It's so hard to be interested in the movie you're watching because there's so many other options. But, like, if you're a blockbuster and you're written that, you're going to watch it. It doesn't matter who picked it out, you're going to watch it, you know? So I kind of miss that. I mean, you paid, like, three ninety nine for it. You're going to watch it. Exactly. Absolutely. All right, family. Um, we didn't say this before, but <laughs> my name's Sarah. <laughs> that's Cindy over there. Cindy. This is, of course, crying in public. We're so bad at introductions. That's, like, the first thing you have to know about us. Um, or the last thing, because you listen to this whole episode, most likely. Uh, you can follow us on socials at Crying in Public Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. And you can also listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and iHeart or wherever you get your podcasts. We adore you endlessly. Goodbye. <laughs> that was so dramatic. I love it. <laughs> I adore you too. I can say goodbye too. Period. I adore you. Arrivederci. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.